0: be encouraged welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged being an encouragement to someone and being encouraged replacing fear with unwavering trust i hope you are encouraged today by a message from michelle reynolds no matter what phase you are in in life you can be encouraged in christ hi you guys so today's podcast is coming out pretty late because I really just didn't know what words to say. Each time I sat down to do this recording or to try to express what it is, I felt like God had shown me through the scripture that I read. It's like I stumbled because I didn't know how to really express my thoughts or what I was thinking about um this chapter and Like I say, I didn't want to force it and try to put out a podcast just because I said, oh, well, every Monday at this time, I'm going to do it because I always want to make sure that what I'm sharing is what God wants me to share. So this podcast is coming out pretty late, but nevertheless, I I have the words now. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 22. And when I first opened my Bible and went to this chapter, because today is my day or Sunday, was my day to seek God for obedience and how to be obedient to him and, and to really just live a life of obedience. And just so happened the chapter that I was on for the that topic or that focus was Genesis chapter 22. And the title of this chapter is called Abraham's Faith Tested. And when I saw the title, I was immediately excited and overjoyed because I have heard this story several times so I know the story but I had never really read it for myself to see what is it that God was saying to me so when I saw that that's what it was oh I grabbed my pen and I was full of excitement to really just write down what it is that God was saying to me so today we're gonna read through every verse of this chapter and I just kind of want to express to you my thoughts and what God shared with me. And I pray that it helps you um, because it definitely was encouraging for me. So we're again, we're in Genesis chapter 22 and we're going to read every verse, starting with verse one. It says, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. And as soon as I read that, I underlined it. What I thought about this is that Abraham was Here I am. He wasn't anywhere else. He was right where he needed to be in order to hear God calling him. So that's my prayer. I want to always be in the place where I can hear God call my name. Verse 2, it says, Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. And after I read that, I wrote here on the margin on the side was God is always clear with what he says. He made sure that he was very clear to Isaac on take your son. Yes, your only son, Isaac, whom you love so much. But then at the end of verse Two, he also says, which I will show you. And that just made it clear for me that when God gives me instructions and he gives me clear directions to follow, I need to be obedient to those things, but I need to also look for what else he's going to show me. So that was just mind blowing for me already, just in the first two verses. So then let's go down. We're going to read verse three through um, five. And it says, the next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire, for a burnt offering, and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back so first off that's a light on yourself the very first verse but well, verse three it says the next morning so he he waited until god had told him to move or he waited until the time was ready or the time was right for him to move in order to go and do the offering you know and he he didn't hesitate he didn't say oh well, i'm gonna go next week he went the next morning when the the situation allowed for him to be able to go so that's my prayers okay lord Whenever you tell me to act, whatever time you want me to act on something, help me to be obedient to that. Help me to do that. But then I also wrote in the margins, I put, what were his thoughts and prayers? What was Abraham thinking about the entire journey? It said uh, on the third day of the journey. So for three days, Abraham walked with his son, whom he loved so much knowing that he was going to a mountain to prepare for a sacrifice of his son. He was trusting God that God would provide that he wouldn't have to do that. But what are your thoughts as a parent? You think about your your child, the one that God has blessed you with, the one that you love so dearly. Could you imagine having to walk with that child for three days and talk to that child and, and nurture that child and then to have to go and, and sacrifice them? What are your thoughts? What as a parent are you thinking about? You know, so the final part of that said in verse five, it says we will worship there and then we will come right back. So him being obedient to God, him going and preparing this sacrifice was a form of worship. And I I always ask God, Lord, help me to be a true worshiper. Like really help me to understand what it means to worship you, because we can get so wrapped up in this idea of Okay, I'm just going to sing songs and that's worshiping God. When really and truly, everything about our being, everything about our existence is meant to worship God. So for Abraham, him going up on this mountain with his child was a form of worship. They were going and worship God. You know, that really just hit home for me. Verse six, it says, so Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood. The boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? And what I put here was that They both had faith in their fathers. Isaac was trusting his father, Abraham. He was trusting that his father had the best intentions for him. He was going and doing whatever his father said, just like Abraham was doing with God. They both had faith in their fathers. And it really just made me think about how we get this construed or this wrong idea or concept of what a father figure is like. Because we didn't have a perfect father, a physical father, earthly father. We didn't have somebody who was consistent at all times, that never changed, that, you know, was always faithful. None of us can say that we've had that embodiment, that fatherly figure embodiment that was flawless that we could look up to and say, OK, this person never does anything wrong. Some of us are fortunate to have great fathers, but not in comparison to God and his faithfulness and his consistency Isaac trusted his father verse 8 it says God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering my son Abraham answered and they both walked on together and I underline here in my bible God will provide so no matter what it is that I need, God will provide. And I'm trusting that if he's calling me to do something, if he's telling me to be obedient, he has promises for me that I know he have, and he's calling me to act on those things, then I have to trust that he's going to provide the things that I need for what he's called me to be obedient to. And I just need to walk on in that. I need to walk with whoever he has me walk with through that. Verse 9 through 11, it says, when they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. What was Isaac doing? Was Isaac wrestling with his father? Was he trying to get away? What was Isaac doing? Was he really just laying there being obedient? Imagine you're a child right now. Would you think that your child would allow you to tie them up Lay them on an altar that they know is going to be set on fire and not scramble, not run away, not resist you. It is bizarre to think that it will be anything other than a confrontation or other than wrestling going on. It just doesn't, it's it's not logical. It's outside of the limits of our understanding. It pushes our understanding of ourselves and our understanding of God, you know, and it really made me think about laying my child on that altar or laying, you know, thinking about doing something that goes against what God promised me or goes against the idea of the, what the understanding that I know of God. Would I still obey him? Would I still trust him, even though it seemed like he's working against me? Even though I know what he's promised me, when his actions seem like they're going against what I know to be true, am I still going to be obedient to him, or are you still going to be obedient to him? And I'm thinking about Isaac. Was Isaac, even though his father was looking like he was about to burn him, when even though he was being tied up, was he still looking to be obedient to his father, even though it didn't seem like his father was doing what was best for him? So I think about that in my own life. And I think that that's something that you should think about too. It seems like God is working against you and it seems like he's going in a different direction from you. Are you still willing to be obedient to him? Are you still willing to lay down at the altar for him? So let's go back and get back into the verses, verse 12. Uh, But before I do, I wanted to say this too, that it just seems crazy it seems so crazy to me that Abraham would actually go through with it. it goes beyond our understanding. And so I really wanted you to let that sink in. Really think about one of your own children and think about the cost of that. Verse 10, And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And when I thought about that, it's like, do I pay attention but when I hear God's voice, do I pay attention for my name to be called? Because I know he speaks to me. I know he's calling my name, but am I in a place where I can hear him? And I pay, am I paying attention to him? What if Abraham wouldn't have been paying attention for the sound of the angel? What if he wouldn't have been paying attention to hear from God? What if he wasn't expecting to hear from God? He would have sacrificed his son on that altar. Verse 12, it says, don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said, Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. I'm perplexed because I love, I love God. I love serving him. I love being in relationship with him. But I know for a fact that my faith is not mature. It hasn't matured to the point of saying, I'm not emotionally attached to my children. I'm not I know that. My, Jayla asked me today. She said, "Mama, what are your three greatest fears?" What are your three greatest fears in the world? And I told her, "One is that her my son and my husband will be taken away from me and I would have to deal with the loss of them not being here." And when I told her that, explained to her that I trust God enough to know that anything anything that I go through in this world, he can help me and heal me from it. He can guide me and protect me through it. I trust him to know that no matter what happens in my life, he is still faithful and consistent. But like I explained to her, that's one of those things that I know I would really have to Lean and depend on him to get through because I would never be, I couldn't do that in my own strength. That would be, that's my greatest fear. I also told her that my fear would be not being in my right mind, not being able to think for myself. And then also the fear of um, not having anyone to love me and care for me as I deteriorate, as I get older. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about what this has to be, Abraham's fear to lose his child, who God told him he was going to build his descendants through he was going to richly bless him through. I know that it had to be a fear for Abraham to not have his child with him. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said, Do not hurt him in any way for now, I know that you truly fear God. You have now withheld from me even your son, your only son, so that's my prayer now. My prayer is that. Lord, you help me to not withhold anything from you, to trust you with every area of my life, to trust you with all things in my life, to be able to really know that no matter what I go through, you're going to provide, you know, you're going to be there. Okay, verse 13. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by his horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son, Abraham named the place Yahweh Yari, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use the name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. That's a beautiful promise. That's a comfort in knowing that I can call on Yahweh Yari and he will provide for me. Verse 15, then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me, and have now withheld your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the land, the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies, and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me Jesus, I want my I want my obedience to be tied to the blessings of nation I pray that my obedience to God will bless other people beautiful promise from God to know that when we're obedient to him more people are blessed as a result nations are blessed because we obey him that's breathtaking Okay, then it says in verse 19, then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Beersheba where Abraham continued to live. Soon after this, Abraham heard that Malachi, his brother's Nahor's wife, had bore Nahor eight sons. The oldest was named Uz, the next oldest was Buzz, followed by Camille, the ancestor of the Armenians, Kez. Hazel, Phildash, Jalath. Oh my goodness, these names sometimes are so difficult. And Bethuel. Bethuel became the father of Rebecca. In addition to this, eight sons from Milka, Nahor had four other children from his concubine, Rema. Their names were Tabitha, Gaham, Tahash, and Micaiah. Y'all, so reading the Old Testament is always the hardest for me because of the names. I get so distracted on being able to pronounce them right that it just, it blows my mind. But anyway, I digress. One thing that I took took from all of this is that God wanted Abraham to fight, sacrifice his own son but it was it wasn't about sacrificing his son it was about sacrificing his own will it was about him surrendering to god and when he when we do that when we surrender to god when we trust him he intervenes with exactly what we needed you know a true worshiper of god knows that everything belongs to god so even though i love my children i also know that my children belong to god even though i'm emotionally attached to them My heart desire is to always be willing and obedient to God and to know that everything he gives me comes from him. It all comes from God and must, therefore, be acknowledged as God's possession. So a true worshiper, so when I think about worship, a true worshiper holds nothing back but obediently gives God what he asks trusting that God will provide for all our needs and then discovering through experience that God always does so. That's the truth. Like no matter how often I step out and say, okay, Lord, I'm gonna be obedient to you. No matter how fearful I am that something is not gonna line up or this is gonna go like this. So I'm thinking through all these what if questions. God has never not been faithful. He has always been consistent. And I love the fact that I know that he always will be. He always will be, he will always Provide So, I, again, I pray, Lord, help me to be a true worshiper. Help me to willingly surrender my own will to you. Help me to surrender to you and allow you to intervene on my behalf. Help me to give you back everything that you have given me because I don't want to hold nothing back from God. I want to be a true worshiper of God. So, I, as I sit back and I think about this and as I get ready to close, do do you personally see God as your provider? Whether that's for intangible things or for tangible things whatever it is that you stand in need of if you need peace do you see God as the provider of peace do you see Christ as the provider of um health whatever it is that you stand in need of do you see God do you see Jesus as your provider if you don't I invite you to try him I invite you to allow him surrender that aspect of your life and he will be faithful He will be faithful, including with your salvation. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you do not know him, I'm not saying know of him because a lot of people know of Jesus. But if you do not know him, I am pleading with you to give him a try because he's worth it. It is worth it. Um, so anyway, y'all I, I pray that these are the words that you needed to hear because I, they were the words that I needed to hear. I'm being obedient. <laughs> I'm being obedient and whatever God does, I'm just want I just want to be able to hear my name call. And I just want to be able to say here I am do the same, do the same. Um, let me go ahead and pray for us. Okay. Father God, thank you so much for just blessing me with this opportunity to come and spend time in your presence, Father God. I pray that everything I said was pleasing to you. Lord, I pray that nothing comes from this podcast except for what you would have it to be. I pray that every person that hears this message would be blessed as a result. I pray most of all, Father God, that we would have the courage to be obedient. In spite of our fears, in spite of our circumstances, Father God, we would step out and be obedient to you and see and, and receive the blessing, Father God, that comes from that obedience. And pray that those who are affected by our obedience are blessed. Lord, again, I just thank you for being exactly who you are. And I just thank you for loving me. Lord, thank you so much that you sacrificed your son, your only son. Yes, Jesus, Father God, whom you love so much. Thank you for laying down your son's life so that way we may have life. Thank you that he was the answer to all our problems, Father God. Lord, help us to really understand the depth of that and always have a fear in our hearts for you, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.